Hey, I want us to take a moment um, to pray for our sister Crystal. She's uh, struggling back there, and I think that you guys are very powerful prayer warriors, so let's take a moment and pray for her and her family. Yeah, someone is doing that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are right now lifting up Crystal. We're lifting up her family. We just pray that you would uh, take care of her. Lord, we pray for uh, complete healing right now. Um, Lord, you are good. And we just pray that you would uh, completely restore her. Um, the medical professionals get here, we just pray for good things here. And uh, we pray that you would be with her, do- her daughters, Lord, her, uh, her husband, her family. Lord, we are just lifting up that whole family right now. Pray that you would intervene in a supernatural way right now in the name of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, well, I wanted to begin by saying I'm glad to be here. Um, it's, it's thank you, Phil, uh, for being here a couple of weeks ago. Thank you, um, Jason and teens for filling in last week. That was great to hear uh, about your experience. That was so good. Man, what a, what a great story. Um, I also wanted just to take a moment to, and I know that David will probably say this in a little bit, but we wanted to tell Jennifer we love you, and we've, we've, made, it, we've made a promise to you, right? We're not bringing you up here because it's far too emotional. Um, this is your last Sunday with us for a little while. Yeah, this is our last Sunday here. She's going to be headed back to Africa and going to be taking care of her kids out there. And uh, her mom's going with her for a little while. So we just wanted to uh, tell you we love you. And we're so excited that you finally get to go back. I know, it's, you've just been waiting. So um, God is going to do amazing things through you. I just know it. Well, I wanted to say thank you to all of you for your prayers uh, over the last few weeks for me and for my family. Thank you for your cards and your comments, your social media comments, your texts, your emails. Um, Shelly, Liv, and I are very excited and very just thankful for you. Um, it's been a very long few weeks, but you have made it uh, very. You've made it better. Um, you've taken time to care for us, to bear our burden with meals and with uh, just visits and cards and encouragement. You've checked in on us, you've prayed for us, and, and what's great is I even have prayer warriors as young as three and four years old praying for me and for my family. I, and all I can say is, wow, because that's just who you are. And then, by the way, if you're a guest with us this morning, you've walked into a great group of people. Um, there are people here who I would say it is their natural bent to pray and to encourage. And, uh, and if, if you are looking for a place to get in and to root, th- this is a good place. Um, and, and by the way, I've said it before, if you're looking for the perfect church don't, and, and, and you find it, don't go because you'll only mess it up, Okay. We are not a perfect church, um, but we are a church who has been redeemed and forgiven. And you can find that uh, with any story that you see here. Um, 
In a few moments, the medical professionals are going to be coming in, and uh, we're going to keep remembering the armors. Um, I would love to say that my situation is all over, but it's not. There's, there's still more to, to go. I'm going to be uh, having further treatment coming. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I've, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer a little while ago and just had surgery just a little bit ago. But there is uh, more treatment in my future, but I am not worried because God has got this, and I trust him now more than I ever have. Uh, now, you may remember uh, I said this before my surgery, and, um, and I, it's something that I always will believe. And we'll see if this works. Um, what I said was this, God is good when things are great. And God is good when things aren't so great. I was also reminded of this whenever a sweet lady actually sent me this mug in the mail. So now it is in print, so I have to go buy it, right? Um, a preacher friend once told me that the hardest part about preaching is when you actually have to start living out the things you say every Sunday morning. It's easy just to say the things. Sometimes it's hard to uh, actually live them out. Um, but I do. I believe this with all of my heart. And no one is immune to difficulty. No one at all. Uh, the world has fallen on a molecular level. But the truth is, God is good. Amen? Uh, this past Wednesday, we had a friend of mine, John Pope, come. And if you haven't been able to come to our Wednesday nights, I would encourage you to start this Wednesday. Even go back and look at uh, the past videos. And what you'll find is um, an amazing group of people who, who speak uh, from the very words of God. And they are excited about sharing the gospel and our, our friend this past Wednesday night actually got our church to say amen more than once. So I told him I hope it stuck for this morning. Uh, amen? amen? Yes. Okay, maybe it did. Maybe it did. Um, the world has fallen. We know that. But God is good. Amen? God is good. In fact, let's all say that together. God is good. Let's say it again. God is good. Continue to pray. We need it. The armors need it. So many people in our congregation need your continuing prayers. Uh, for us, it's not over, but God has got this. And I believe that with all my heart. So I wanted to be brief and open with you today. I'm still getting my strength back, so I plan to only take a couple of minutes to share with you uh, from my experiences. A couple minutes, so you're welcome. Um, amen. amen. <laughs> I knew I'd get one on that. Now, I plan to begin a new series next week, and just consider today as kind of an intro to that series. Uh, maybe... Um, just a few minutes, hopefully some ideas that will kind of uh, stay with you as we begin to talk a little bit more about uh, words. Um, back, I, I wanted to, to share with you a little bit about some things that I've learned over the last few weeks, maybe a few months. But uh, back in April, I had been hit with this uh, um, 
this idea and reality that the cancer that I had, it's aggressive, but it required surgery, right? And so a possible treatment would come after, and I was faced with that. I'd gotten pretty down and discouraged, and I had made my way up here on a Wednesday night, um, and, and my mind was in a very bad place uh, mentally. But when I got here, uh, a friend of mine sent me a text, and this is what it said. Um, very simple. It says, a rainbow over your house. And that, that's nice, right? And, and a few minutes later, she sent me a more, another picture, and it just says, it's clearer now. Um, it's amazing what a text and two pictures can do for you, for, for a person. It's amazing. This is one of those encouraging friends that I have. You know, in fact, all my neighbors are very encouraging people. But you never really know how important encouragement is until you are the one who needs it. Let me say that again. You never really know how important encouragement is until you are the one who actually needs it. And at that moment, I needed it. So I had this moment right outside the hallway of the gym. Okay, I was in the bathroom. But I had a moment, right? And... And it was, it was a pretty heavy moment. And I remember that, you know, I was trying to get myself together. You know, I had tears in my eyes, and I'd, I was about to go into an elders meeting, and you don't want to go into an elders meeting with tears in your eyes. Usually that's reserved for as you're leaving an elders meeting. <laughs> Just kidding. Our elders are great. They're all good. They're all good. But in that moment... I was reminded that I wasn't alone in this. So get this, God was using someone who was just paying attention to the things of God and to his creation to remind me of a very real truth. So here's something to consider, and you may not have realized this. I, I would say that there are moments when I remember it, but... The moment that you choose to encourage someone, regardless of how minute it seems, is the moment that God is reminding someone that they are not alone. Encouragement is huge. I mean, can you see how important this is? You never know what people are going through whenever you come face to face with them, whether it's next to them at the gas station, whether it's coming eye to eye with them who's, and they're serving you your food, whether it's that really annoying person that you hoped you wouldn't see that day. You never know what someone's going through. My friend chose to take that moment out of her day to encourage Shelly and I. And in that moment, my outlook, my spirit, my mindset, for that moment, it changed. Encouragement is powerful, and I believe it is straight from God. Yeah, that, that is, that, so I've used this phrase, because I heard it a while back, and it took me a while to process it. It's called the thin spaces. There are moments when we see thin spaces where it's the, the places where heaven and earth kind of, it's really thin, where you see heaven truly at work. And that moment was a thin space for me. Straight from God. So on the night of my surgery, I couldn't sleep. I don't know why, but I couldn't. And, 
And so I spent some time, uh, several hours, watching this show, The Chosen. I don't know if you've seen this, but if you haven't, download the app. It's free. There's two seasons now, and it is, um, I don't say this a lot about faith-based films because I don't really think a lot of them are great. This is great. It's good. It's quality. It's excellent. And I believe this is one of those shows, I'm just, I'm just, this is a freebie. I believe this is one of those shows that is going to speak to our next generation about powerful things of Jesus. So anyways, I was watching The Chosen, and as if that wasn't emotional enough, I started to look at some of the comments that you guys had, had sent our way via Facebook and social media. And hundreds of comments from you, from, from friends, acquaintances, and I found out that the Methodists, the Baptists, the Catholics, and the Jewish congregations are praying for me. So I'm covered. <laughs> it's pretty good. Isn't that amazing? Whew. By the way, when you have a stomach, you know, if, if you get hurt in the stomach and you, have, you, and you tear up, that's not a good combination. The words that you gave me, and I say gave because I believe that words can be a gift. I believe we're giving people words each and every day. Uh, the words that you gave me, you have, no, you have no idea the power that they possess. And one of my darkest moments, these words, they filled my heart, my mind, my soul. So it reminds me, I'm thinking about Paul's words to the Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 4, it's one of my favorite passages, but it talks about the power of words. Um, you have to really just spend some time in it. But let's, let's uh, I'm just going to read a selection of, of Ephesians chapter 4 right now. This is what it says at the very beginning. Paul's in prison whenever he's writing this. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received, because we all have been called. Be completely humble and gentle. And oftentimes that's with our words. Be patient bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. And moving forward to verse 22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Isn't that great? Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood, Speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. By the way, that's not just reserved for cussing. <laughs> do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Do we realize do you realize the power of your words? I've said it before, words create worlds. And now I speak as someone whose world has been changed because of the words that you have given me. 
encouraging words, helpful words. So as I read through the words of, you know, on social media that you had sent to me and my family, I asked myself, you know, why don't I say more encouraging things to people? Why do we wait to encourage people whenever they're facing difficulty? Why is an encouragement the norm? Why is it normal for how we speak? I'm going to let that question sink in for a moment. And I just want to take a moment, as, as, as they're going to be taking Crystal, to just be still and silent just for a moment. Let that question sink in a bit. Hey, Jeff, is there a meditative song we might be able to sing just for a minute? Maybe a song of encouragement? Just for today. Amen. Thank you. So my question was, is why is an encouragement the norm? Why isn't that something that we typically, why isn't that our first go-to? Why do we wait to encourage people when they're facing difficulty? Why are they reserved for special circumstances? And I didn't read the whole passage to you, but if you go and work your way through the words that Paul uses, what he tells us is that Speaking truth in love, truthful words, helpful words, that's what helps us to become mature. Not just the one receiving the words, but the one actually speaking the words as well. Using words that are helpful is what helps us to grow and become strong. I believe that a growing church, a strong church, is an encouraging church. 
A strong family, a strong relationship, a strong marriage is an encouraging marriage. If in your marriage you're spending more time criticizing and tearing the other down, it's not a strong marriage. And you're like, of course it's not. Imagine how powerful encouragement can be. What kind of help and building can encouragement do in your relationships? Today I want to tell you from experience how important it is to encourage one another with with words of truth filled with love. And I want us to all consider how we choose our words because I believe we have, an, we have a choice of what to say and when to say it. When we walk into this room, are we intentional about what words we will use? You know, one of my prayers as I go into the hospital room, <laughs> one of my prayers is, Lord, help me not say something stupid. <laughs> because how often do we mean well, but we, the words we choose to say, when, even when they get out of your mouth, you're like, oh, I wish I could get them back. We have a choice in what to say. And if you don't quite know what to say, I would just say, don't say anything. When you walk into this room, are you intentional about the words that you choose to use? Will encouragement be among the first and the last things that you say when you enter and leave this place? Or do we instead choose words that, that tear down or belittle, criticize, complain? When you criticize and complain, do you really think you're building up the body of Christ? When you leave this place and something is not to your specifications and you let people know, do you really think you're building up the body of Christ? We are to use the words, I believe, that, that we've been called to use to build up one another according to their needs. But how do you really know what people need unless you're also willing to listen to them? And these are some of the things that I struggle with. <laughs> it's easy to speak. It's not so easy to listen. But if we're willing to listen, we might actually know what kind of encouragement people need. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to, to talk about the importance and the power of our words the words we choose to use, the words we withhold. And we're going to be looking at the words of God as spoken and seen through Jesus. I mean, how did Jesus use his words? Jesus used his words to show love, to help, to, to encourage, to heal, to forgive, to teach, to set free to also sternly but gently remind someone that the world doesn't revolve around them. He showed us what building up the kingdom of God looks like, how important our words are. And I can tell you firsthand, for me, I'm different because of you, because of the words that that you have chosen to use, your encouragement and your prayers. And I'm just one member of this church. Imagine how many more in this room need to be reminded that they are not alone, that God's got this, that God's good. 
And God is good, amen? And how many more of us need to be built up? There's a lot of people in this room who need building. The world is in the business of tearing people down. The world is in the business of criticizing, complaining, and destruction. And sometimes we contribute to that. Sometimes we join right in. It's just like this current that's so strong. And we just, I will say, we vomit words that we'll never get back. And you don't just have to say them. Writing it is the same thing. So I'm just going to encourage you, stop. (laughs) Be people who build others up. Now, in those moments when you fail, there's grace to cover that. God's going to forgive you. But be intentional about using words that build and encourage and grow the body of Christ because that's what we've been called into. We have not been called into destruction or to tear people down. We have been called to build people up and to show love to a world that all it knows is criticism, harm, destruction. We, we're different. We've been called into a new way of life. I've experienced it from you. And it's beautiful. All it takes is an encouraging word to change someone's life, their trajectory, their mindset, even their heart. So my question that I'm asking myself and I'm going to ask you is what words are you going to choose to use today? Your words have helped me, my family, and they can help others as well. Amen. That's awesome. I'm going to encourage you, um, take this moment. We're going to stand in a moment and pray, but I'm going to encourage you to pray. Casey uh, it was the one who did our communion moment. That was his wife who had this issue, and, and his beautiful girls are right back there. Just take a moment and pray for them. If you need prayer, our elders and some of our wives will be around the room. Let us pray for you. I'll be down here. Let me pray for you. Take this moment. Don't waste it. Take it and pray and be prayed for. Let's all stand together. I'm going to pray us out, and then Jeff will lead us in a song. Heavenly Father, thank you. We love you. We are lifting up the armors, and we are just lifting up the rest of our people in this room. Thank you for bringing us together so that we can encourage and build one another up. Lord, if the world only knew the power of love and words spoken in truth, Lord, they would be flocking to the kingdom of God. Help us to display to them words that are world-changing. In Jesus' name, amen.